What's good, everybody? This is Big Ganaj, and I'm your host of the Unruly Philosopher podcast. And I'm here uh, with uh, a guest today by the name of Alvin Watson. Um, I'll let him introduce himself. How you going to give him my full government name? See how you do me? I'm full government name. That's okay. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. You ain't hiding from the laws like that. No. <laughs> my name is Ryan Gallimore. Yeah. Who wants to know anyways, look me up. Um, I ain't got nothing to hide. I'm me. Well, they'll find out you was you're a pro athlete. That's something you probably didn't tell nobody. Yeah, I was a phenomenal athlete. I will yeah. toot my horn when it comes to that. Like, yeah. I can taste football. And, you yeah. know, and uh, yesterday was exciting, you know. It, that was the first football game I've actually been to since I've retired from playing. It's oh. hard to watch it. It was? Yeah, because I still – I'm only 36 years old. I still got the itch. Yeah, I could tell when you was watching the game – I mean, you, Ryan was telling me play by play what was going to happen, predicting what was going to happen and everything. And I was like, so it felt like I had a commentator right there with me. It was Jackson State versus North Carolina A&T. Jackson State won. That's my alma mater. So, you know. I'm not going to lie. Like, that HBCU experience was better than any experience I've ever experienced in football. It was, it was just a lot. The, I think just the energy alone of just being around your people. Mm -hmm. You didn't even have to be around football. Just the tailgate. Right, right. Was just like. <laughs> Just make you smile. We had a good it time. Wasn't no issues. It was just us just kicking it, and it, you would let you would think that the media would just would how they describe us sometimes is so bad, but it's like we was. I mean, they were, we wasn't drinking, but everything you could think of was going. We, on. They was drinking. They had no. We had <laughs> no incidents. Partying. No, it, was, it was all ages. It was just family. Yeah, it was family. So we we had a really good time. It was a good time, and it was hot. and it was hot. It was hot. It was hot. It was hot. Yeah. So, um, so today, you know, we're gonna talk. You know. A little bit about life, you know, okay. issues in our community, you know, mainly like psychology, things like that. Um, My school. And the school, you know, and I like, I want to uh, touch on that. Tell us a little, uh, tell us a lot about school, not even a little, there ain't nothing little about it. So, y'all, I'm telling you, Ryan's going to try to be modest, but, you know, I usually shout him out. I, I, I have a TikTok too, not as big as his TikTok. Uh, mine is Trying Success, in case you want to check it out. But, the name of the school is Kids of Chefs Educational Academy. And I, 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 I listen to Ryan's podcast, of course, you know, a lot. And he, everything that he says he's going to do, everything, the opinions that he give you all or that he give to the viewers, I don't usually, I'll just watch the, the, your podcast from, a, from the outside. Mm -hmm. And some of the other people, of course, y'all watch him and when Ryan go back and forth. So as he told you before, the person he is on TikTok it's not the same person he is in person, but the truth that he's telling you is the same. You know, when I first started Kids I Shows Educational Academy, um, man, it was it was um, so it started out as Kids of Chefs uh, show. It was it's an entertainment show where we have the kids would do a meal and a conversation. And so, for instance, we may do a show on teens and suicide. You know, because suicide rate is kind of high. Well, it's high right now. Um, and so I wanted to give the kids a platform to talk about whatever they whatever they were going through. Mm -hmm. So we would do we would invite somebody on the on the uh, on the panel, and you would cook with the kids, and then we discuss the topic that whatever the topic was. If it happened to be suicide, if it happened to be education, if it happened to be technology, or whatever it was, that's how we came up with kids our chef show. And then so we expanded the cooking show to an actual school, and so we came up with kids educational academy. So we have a show and then we have an educational academy. Our whole thing is to be um, synonymous with maybe a Sesame Street just on a different field or a different level. And a lot of times I've heard Ryan talk on this show about 
be about to change, make a change, try to make a difference. And it was kind of, it was easy for me to know I was already fitting into that category, you know. And like Ryan said, I didn't, I didn't, I think you, you, you hadn't been on TikTok in a while. Mm-mm. And one of the reasons why he ain't been on TikTok because he's been part of the school. Ryan has been an intricate part. One of the people that's right there, that's a part of, of Kids and Chefs Education Academy, even more than you know, uh, most people probably even know. Um, but he's been instrumental in helping me um, make the school yeah, do what it is. I don't really say much about it. You no, know he don't, he don't say people much. People ask me where I've been. Some people worried about me. Some people right, right. think I fell off. Some people hope I fall off. Right, right, right. Because I do be on, I be on TikTok going hard sometimes. So hard. I be cringing. The one I thing like, I have to say is I live what I speak. It's like, it's like I tell people all the time, I'm not going to be on here forever. When I'm not on here, I'm working. I'm not yeah. on here every day talking to y'all. I'm out here trying to make money. I'm out here doing stuff. I'm Making changes. I'm talking every day about what we used to be. Mm-hmm. I'm being what I am. Yeah, he he has been like, I mean, I mean, I bounce stuff off Ryan. Ryan come back to me. I mean, we just it it it's been great because like with with their school. So okay, so kids and educational academy. We do maths. We teach kids math, science, English, coding. We teach them cooking skills. Uh, we have art classes. Um, Jesus, we got quite a few. Uh, even with the podcast, our podcast room is uh, attached to our school. We have K through 12. At first we started out, when we first started, I remember when we, opened, we, had, we had a grand opening. And I think some of the reels is on your TikTok. Yeah. We had the grand opening, we was only at what, uh, fourth and eighth grade, right? And now Ryan come back and we K through 12, you know? So full out. Full, out, full out. Now he might be on out on the road doing what he do, but still working from the truck. You know, I'll call Ryan. We'd be up. It's like, Ryan, okay, so this is what's going on. What, what we need to do. So we make decisions together about how to make the school better. And it's, and, and my the school here has some amazing people, you know. Um, it's all brothers, actually. Uh, that's actually right now, you know. I mean, yeah. it's a, uh, When we really talk about educating our own, we're doing it. So we, it's like. We're we doing it for nobody real. Nobody has the right to tell us about anything. Anything, when man. When it comes to community stuff. Right. It's like. It's here, and it's like when people say there's not enough people doing it, well, here's a school right here you can support. You ain't got to be in the Atlanta area. Right. We have online yep. programs. You can be anywhere in the nation to sign mm-hmm. your kid up, and, and it's owned by us, and it's for us. Yeah. You know? uh, the online program has about 3,000, almost 3,000 kids that's enrolled, that's been a part of the enrollment on the online program. And our in-house, where you can come to take the physical classes, uh, we partner with Atlanta Public School System, uh, homeschoolers, homeschoolers are like, is a really, really great part, intricate part, because they don't, they don't have necessarily a place to do their homeschooling. But we got our classrooms is like, it's not like the old traditional Manello desk that you sit around. We make the kids feel empowered because uh, we also have the, um, the, I, I just got thrown off because I heard some money. <laughs> hey, somebody made a donation. <laughs> somebody made a donation. Right, so we got that little change thing. So, and by the way, y'all can do it. Ryan has a link on his on his hey, on his thing. I got a link in my link tree. Yes. So when y'all be asking me how can I help support the school, yes. I don't need your money. I, I work I work hard, so I don't I don't need it. I you will never see me on here. Two hundred thousand followers, and y'all know some people I'm talking about online <laughs> panhandling for money. I'm out here working. That's why I'm yeah. online every day, and I and I very well could be, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah. He he doesn't. No, he has truly been uh, instrumental in saying you know, or encouraging people to stop being on TikTok all day long, complaining about <clears throat> political issues, and 
what all is going on. Just try to make the change yourself. We got our school is in the historic district of Atlanta. We downtown Atlanta on Auburn Avenue. Uh, we got a young staff. We got young staff from young all the way up to older staff of people that work. We got we got a we touch tribe. Every, we touching every generation. We got we touching every generation. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and even just a shout out to our, our media guy. Media guy, so cool. All of that. We even with this with the podcasting stuff. I remember when we first started. Uh, Kids are chefs, old fashioned health network. Y'all, I know I'll, you hear me call out a couple of names, but today was about kids are chefs. I used to have to set up podcasting. I ain't know, man. And then Randall came along. So y'all, y'all can't see Randall in the background, yes. but this didn't, this didn't look like this when I was doing it. I was just, I had a Thomas Edison light bulb in the back and doing what I could do, you know, but Randall came along. We got some good people that work here, man. NATO, uh, um, Kevin, um, it's, it's, it's quite a few. And then, then we got some elderly people that work behind the scenes. No, it's not, you, you just see myself and, and Ryan, we got community sure. people. We sat next to at the football game. One of the teachers that helped us out was at the football game with us, uh, yesterday at Jackson state game. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely making a difference in the community. Y'all. That's exactly what kids are chefs educational Academy is. You can go to kids That's what the letter R kids are He might put it on the screen so you'll be able to see it. Um, but I'll go to Ryan's uh, link tree and then uh, support the school. Yeah. And what, what was your um, handle on social oh, media? Trying success. So my, so my uh, podcast is trying success. Um, and the Instagram for kids and chefs is just kids, the letter R chefs. And you can go kids or chefs.com. So that's my, my podcast. Not like Ryan. I, I won't, I won't scare you if you come to my podcast or, Ryan be like, you you gonna do right? You know, he's just get on off and stop wasting my time. I ain't that scary. I don't think so. Man, I didn't seen. I was like, y'all just gotta watch it. But it's it's a, it's the scary truth is what I call it. Yeah, yeah. It's scary. I, I always tell people I'm like the. I always call tell people I'm like your, your unorthodox, uh, spiritual cousin. I, I, I'm the I'm the fighting cousin. Yeah, you got some problems. You need them hand out physically, <laughs> mentally. I'll say what needs to be said, or I'll right. get down. You know, um, but I, I I tell people nowadays is to fight what they mind. You mm. know, because uh, physical pain is temporary, but mental yeah. pain is long lasting. If you outthink somebody mm. or maneuver around somebody messing around, trying to get at you, mm. ignore them. That hurt them a lot worse than yeah. fighting them. You know, and I grew up fighting. Shout out to Mug, uh, Omugi, Oklahoma. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I'm born and raised. So if you if you want to verify, just go on Facebook and randomly ask anybody, do you know Ryan Gallimore? And they go, for the most part, I would say say probably good things about me. And if, and if you're Googling, I mean, just looking at your football career alone and all the other stuff you had, all the different businesses, Ryan be on the truck talking about, look, I've done this, that. And I, know, I don't even think people look. But if they look... It's just like everything he said he's done, from the Bells Bondsman to Bowling Harness to education to football. You, you know, the thing about it, too, when I tell people that, I think sometimes they look at me like I'm lying, but it's like I've been also an entrepreneur for, like, the, like the last 12 years. I'm right. still young, but it's like I never put limits on myself. But right. I think a lot of it has to do with, like, like my upbringing. Mm-hmm. You know, coming from a broken home family, Dad's been in prison my whole life, mm-hmm. pretty much. But yeah. I've always talked to my father. Like, my father calls me every day. Mm-hmm. I ain't shouting out the prison because he called me every day on cell phone. <laughs> but um, so I still had, like, a father, 
but it's one thing being there, you know, but another thing is hearing them talk, but it's like, essentially the roles, people don't understand the roles get reversed when right. your parent goes to prison. Mm -hmm. I'm raising my father now. Right. Because I'm keeping him up to date on what I'm doing to hold down the family. Right. So it's like, you know, I never had a chance to be a kid. Right. So everything I did as a kid was serious. When I knew I was good at football since I was a little kid, that's all I focused on was sports. Because wow. I knew that was going to get me out. Right. But it's like, I've always self-evaluated myself, along with like dealing with like I would say my own mental health mm -hmm. issues. I they're not issues, just navigating that, but not having like an adult or like a mentor to help me. And right. it carried on to like my adult to my thirties. Right. You know, I'm not perfect, but I don't try to be perfect online. Right. I think the whole part of my brand when I first got online, it was just be you. Right. Because there's somebody out there that I'm gonna help just by speaking how mm -hmm. I speak, even if they don't say nothing. Right. I'm helping them because they be like, okay, maybe one day I can make that step over right. to finally expressing myself more, or at least just speaking my mind. Because it's, it's like family. You got family members that are whole animosity against somebody for 20, 30 years. It's the littlest thing. Right. Something they should have let go a long, long time, time ago. ago. Then even, it's just petty. It ain't even worth yeah. holding on to. And, and it's like, I had to like learn like to try to like uh, navigate those emotions. Because mm -hmm. it wasn't that like, I was um, like a violent kid. Mm -hmm. I fought a lot, but it was more from a protection thing. You was either messing with me too much right. or my siblings. I, don't, I got four sisters and two <laughs> brothers. I don't play about my sisters. Right. You know what I'm saying? Teresa, my favorite. You know, I talk about Teresa all the time. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, I'll be, be holding you down, I'll be bragging on you. <laughs> <laughs> she probably gonna be like, why are you on her on oh, uh, talking to me? Uh, about me. About to somebody else. She know, she know, she know I love her though, but that's that's my But y'all know another thing that um Ryan now has a radio show. I'm sure you'll talk about y'all probably had a radio on iHeartRadio, y'all. The man's just doing a whole bunch of stuff. But and I was I got a chance to uh be one of his first guests on there. I appreciate that. And it was fun and to watch you step into your next thing, it was so fun. You know, it's just like I was like, oh my God, they gave this man a mic with not just social media reach, but radio social media reach. Yeah. That's a large reach. So y'all make sure y'all tune hey, in. Y'all don't let Alvin down play that. This man is big time on the radio. No. <laughs> a lot of that, and I appreciate him got me through the door. <laughs> but, you know, Alvin don't like to talk about himself. Alvin, no, Alvin he a big deal, but he he won't ever say it. But, no. but he's humble. That's why I respect him because he's right. – I mean, we're in Atlanta. There's a lot of people around here capping. Oh, my God, yes. You know, <laughs> And yeah. Alvin's not, and there's a lot of people that's not either, but I would say, like, you've lived up to everything you said, and I, yeah. you know, appreciate it, you know, and stuff like that. But, yeah, shout out. You know, I'm on the radio uh, the last Friday of the month. It's yeah. called the Unruly Philosopher Radio Show on iHeartRadio. Y'all yeah. can tap in with me. Uh, I plan on being on more in the future. But right now, hey, that's all you get. So You know what? I'm going to tell you, if y'all want to catch his uh, show from Friday – Later this afternoon, I know it'll be probably, um, I would tell you probably about, uh, probably about eight or nine o'clock. Uh, I'll, I'll know for sure it'll be on, no, I probably won't try Monday, but it'll be on Apple, on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and all that kind of stuff. I would tell you I'll check Monday, but it takes like 24 hours. But once that updates, it'll be on all the Apple, iTunes, iHeart. You'll be able to pull up the Unruly Philosopher and catch his podcast from what he did on the radio last this past Friday. 
Um, and every Friday, uh, I'll drop the link and my link tree and stuff. Okay, like so, like, so yeah. So yeah. all y'all that's been longer waiting, <laughs> y'all can hear me talk my talk, edit it on the radio, right here on the podcast. It's it's, it's whatever. He told me when we got on the podcast days, like now you know it's not gonna be on like it is on the radio. I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, Alvin almost had me cussing on the radio. <laughs> the questions he was asking, but it was cool. So, you know, uh, let me ask you this: How is it being in Atlanta? You know, me being from Oklahoma. Okay. How you know? Let me just say, put it this way: You know, coming here from where I'm coming from, like people always talk about, like Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like it's like we skip over everything and go right to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm from Okmuggy, but my family's from Tulsa too. Like right, both right. sides, my mother's from. Size from Oklahoma, my father's size from Tulsa. Okay, so they've been there for all these years. Right, but they're right by each other. Right, so it's like I hear people skip over that, but like when I come to Atlanta, it's like I still see Black Wall Street. Yeah, but and and, and how do you how do you see it? Because you've been here you know. for a while, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, the dynamics how, how how I can so I moved here from Chicago, y'all. I was born in Mississippi, but I moved here from Chicago. I've been in Chicago for. 20 years, almost uh, 20 something years working in corporate America, living in Chicago and then coming to what they call Chocolate City or the, here in Atlanta. Atlanta is an amazing city. Um, and it's what you make out of it. There's a lot of people come here and they get a chance to floss to pretend to be something that they're not. Those are the people that's complaining about Atlanta is ex- all of the negative stuff that you tend to hear. Atlanta has some amazing people here. It's, it has some very very good people that will support you once they know who you are and know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it has the history here is just, we've been to some places <clears throat> since you've been here. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. That you, since you've been here, that's really, really nice. The education, they have a lot of schools around here. Uh, but if you can't make it in Atlanta, because you can create, you can start a ice cream business, just selling ice cream, little slushes or something. And if you hustle just a little bit, you can make enough to pay rent somewhere. But people come here and they now we got a party life. Tell them ever since you've been here, all day is hey, something to do every day. Partying. None. As hot as it they was. Don't stop here. They don't stop. So you can decide to get to Atlanta and get part of the party life. Um, or you can decide to just you, you can decide to that you want to pursue what it is that you want to pursue. So I was kind of taking a break. I was trying to check on our camera guy. You good, camera guy? Okay. Um, yeah, so anyway, I'm sorry, y'all. So, so what I was saying is there's opportunities here in Atlanta that, you sh- that people sleep on. And, I mean, just starting the school, when I start now, I'm going to tell you, I had some hard times and what some people would call failures, but I call them stepping stones to be better than I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I've tried different businesses. Living in Chicago, I couldn't have tried all these different businesses and survived them, but you can make it here. I mean, the food, <laughs> it doesn't take much as far as now. Now I will tell you this. We talk about, we have amazing farmers markets here and all those kind of things. For me, <clears throat> I try to eat healthy to be able to produce the best or have enough energy in me to, to work my business. But if you ain't, you ain't eating healthy as you can and you're trying to hustle, start a business, you're going to probably have some problems at some point, you know? You hey, know? How old y'all think Alvin is? Oh, my God. I'm over 50. I will leave it at that. <laughs> so I was a vegan, y'all. I'm totally vegan. It's a testament to, te- to show that yeah. you take care of yourself. And, and yourself will take care of you. I mean, I go running and 
It's our problem. I mean, uh, to be the age I am, my birthday, I just had a birthday, July 12th, and I turned 60. Yeah. So I was telling Ryan, we was looking at some pictures of some friends from Jackson State the other day. And I showed him a couple other people that to look at us. We don't, you know, we've done well with taking care of ourselves. But then yesterday we were leaving the game. We saw some people that were speaking to me. I was like, Ryan, I promise, I don't know who that is. I don't know who they is. They, they, you know, they did not do what they were supposed to do. You know, you what they say, your health is your wealth. Your health is your wealth. So, you know, a, a lot to, uh, to do with clarity, mental clarity is gut clarity. Yeah. taking care of your gut. That's they say your gut. Yeah, you know, is your is really your God. It is, and, and, and I'm, that is. I'm gonna tell you one other thing. Like you asked me our age, I, I don't have a problem with telling my age. And I just want to say something to the old, old to the older people, and the younger people. Don't let anybody make you feel bad about your age, whether they think you're too young, because you can learn from somebody younger. Like it's almost like I feel like Ryan is is that older person or younger person. I, I call him and ask him stuff all the time. Ryan, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? You have to have a teachable spirit. And then if you older and you worried about don't try to be somebody that you're not embrace who you are because the younger people that you trying to impress got to get to where you are. And with the way life is going now and people health wise dying or this, that, and the third, they may not get to where you think you don't even want to be. You trying to go back, trying to look or be a part of a life because you insecure, you know? So let me ask you this. Do you think a lot that has to do with this society and trying to put you in these boxes based on age, like these unnecessary pressures, like people, like, I think a lot of times people become old because they accepted that they're right, old. Right. And it's like their mind just followed that. And so they're, once the mind accepts that, your body stops. It stops. And you know, so yes, uh, and it, and I want y'all to enjoy these sirens because we are still in the black neighborhood. Yeah. So, and we down the street from Grady. So, as we all hear and know us a lot of time, I, f- I like hearing it because I'm in the city. But anyway, uh, yes, you, you're in a box because you allow people to put you in the box. Society will do that. The other thing about it is, is you having uh, some self confidence in yourself. I'm confident in being my age, and I really don't care nothing about it. But I wait, y'all, I got to tell y'all this. We walked up Stone Mountain, Ryan and I, a couple times. Sometime back, we went up Stone Mountain, and Ryan had this profound. Now, I told he told y'all how old he is, but I promise y'all this man, but he acts older than me in his mind the way he, he philosophized stuff. Ryan gonna throw this question to me. He said, now, what if nobody knew their age? I had to really stop and think about that, and I use that all the time. It's like, what would it be like if nobody knew how old they were? It's just like, to me, it's just as valuable as saying, what if money had no value? How would it be? Those are, that was, those, that's real major. Just imagine nobody knew who nobody's age was. What if money had no value? It just You just swap all the piece of paper to get you what you want. That would just change the trajectory of where this world could be. And so for me, uh, you can only be in a box when you allow people to put you in a box. And that is just not an option for me. Yeah, and I think the system is like set up. It's, it's constructs everywhere. If it's education, it's religion, you know, we got yeah. gender boxes now. Ooh. We got, you can just keep going. Sports itself, you know, it's just everywhere you go. Race, mm-hmm. ethnicity, yeah. nationality. You got yeah. all these parameters and traps that always are trying to cause some type of division. And so you got to, like, find that, like, balance in life mm-hmm. to where almost like I always say, like, you got to just not give a fuck. Like, not, and I say that <laughs> in the most ethical, graceful way. It's like. When I say that, it's like, 
the outside noise is always going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And if you peek out the window, you may get sucked out of it. You might, man. It's, Please. It's like looking at the party across the street. You and you, you and you want to go out there right. Yeah. <laughs> it's always going on, but it's like you go out there, you may get sucked into that. You look up and you don't waste it another five years of your life. Because mm-hmm. like people talk about like, you know, how to tr- transform their life. Or it's mm-hmm. like they think they're stuck. Right. But in this world, every day we, when we just look out into it, we see a transition, mm-hmm. you know, the sun goes, goes down, you know, uh, comes up, mm-hmm. you know, it goes down, the moon comes up. We right. always see this continuous cycle. So like, why not look at your life like that too? It's right. like each day you get up, it's like a whole new opportunity. Right. You know, and I think a lot of people get stuck in those boxes because they may have had a horrible relationship. Right. They may even fail the college exam. May not got accepted into the school they worked hard for. Right. They think it's over. And it's like, no, it's only over if you decide that it's over. But you still got to get back up. Or else the, or else, or else the, it win. the system wins. The system wins. Yeah. But that goes into like when people talk about what, what is the system. Mm. You know, well, it's a program. And it starts, you know, primarily why we involved in educating our own. Because it starts with education but education is is a is, is the byproduct of like culture mm-hmm. culture is where you cultivate and educate mm-hmm. and a lot of our problems stem from the culture of not ours Ooh. and that's wrapped up into our education right and so those boxes and those constructs we fight with is trying to be a part of something that ain't naturally supposed to be our way of life I get that. It doesn't mean we can't strive for that, but don't make that the end all be all mm-hmm. because you can, you can wind up disappointed because it's not tailored to our overall uh, growth. I think that's my phone, y'all. Shout out, I'll let you get your phone. Um, businessman, should have been on vibrate so I can just, I can, I can, I can, I can solve that. How are we looking over there? You know, and so, um, you know, I think it's very important that a lot of the things that we complain about, we participate in every day. So let me ask you, you know, you talked about uh, about not being put in a box. Um, so to y'all also want to tell you this. I don't think we ever had this conversation, but uh, when I got ready to go to college, I made a nine on the ACT test, not once, but twice. Some people had to SAT and ACT, but I took the ACT and made a nine twice, which I think you have to make a 13 in a lot of cases to go to college. Um, but I scored so high off of some part till I got a scholarship offer, but I didn't want to go to that school because it wasn't a school that looked like me. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the school that I had that I chose to go to, which was Jackson State, gave me a chance when nobody else wouldn't. And now I am some years later, entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur doing some great things, making a difference, making a difference in the community, um, giving back like I was supposed to give back as a post and didn't give up. So basically what I'm saying is I could have just decided I'm just going to quit. I mean, I've had businesses that I've had where people have tried to take from me. And, and when I say take from me, I like just try to take my brand and act like it's theirs and all that kind of thing. So um, but I didn't give up. I didn't just decide to, I'm just going to 
stop and let society dictate to me that because I'm a black man that that I would do what the norm of what they think a black man would do. I was like Ryan. I living in Chicago, fighting was just like okay, well, well who next? You know, that's because you come from that environment, but you don't have to be that environment. You know, you just gotta know how to navigate in the environment. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially like when you're occupying European spaces, mm-hmm. you gotta just. It's not about compromising your morals. Right. It's just understanding your environment. Right. And I think a lot of our people, that's where it confuses them. Right. Because, like, we'll come from environments, we'll come over here with that same type of demeanor and stuff right. and not recognize, like, you know, we don't control this right now. Right. Right. So we should want to. That way we can fully function and be who we want to be right. in these spaces. So I'm always mindful of that. And it's like me coming here, it's like when I hear black People, so-called black people, for y'all, people that are sensitive of words. Um, <laughs> I see blacks working together, black people working together. Yeah. I mean, we doing it. You know, but also, I also see the system. So, I'm from Oklahoma. Right. Primarily Oakmuggie, Oklahoma. Okay. But where I'm from, too, though, is um, Muscogee Creek Nation. So, uh, I grew up predominantly around black people, mm-hmm. um, Native Americans, and white people. Or my high school itself is Oak Muggy, bubbling water, <laughs> hot water, you know. So, the the, the but the culture there is, is black. Okay, like we have the one of the largest black rodeo. Shout out to the Muggy Rodeo. You know, <laughs> uh, I'm from the country, so <laughs> I, I like rodeos. Um, but like what I was saying is like the same system I still see here mm-hmm. is just now it's black people. So I smile and happy to see it. Right. But I still know we fall victim to that same system yeah. because all we're doing is being a part of it, mm. but we're trying to make it our own, but the system will always, yeah, win. you know, yeah. that's why it's tough. Cause I love seeing like our own black cops, especially the elder black cops when I come in through right, right. the airport, you know, you know, they mean well, but they're still part of a system to where it's hard, you know, to see that because right. I know there are actually good cops, right? but being a part of something, as much as we want to change it, the essence of that would never be good. And you know, I think so. I so I want to uh, so I want people to hear this part of what what Ryan. So you you hear me not necessarily defending, but clearing. I I do this because I want other people to hear you. Yeah. Whenever Ryan is on social media, if I get a chance to talk to someone, it's like if you just just listen to what he's saying. Stop trying to fight back uh, what he's saying. So, give for instance. I, it took me, I understand when you say we're in this place, but we're in the system, so it's hard to win if you plan to be a part of the system. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like chess, trying to make a move in chess, but you're playing checkers. Mm-hmm. You would never be, you never play a checker game at a chess game. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because that system is set up for chess, and you can't beat chess playing checkers. It's like if you're part of the system, you, there's nothing you could do to beat that system if you're in that system, if you're part of that system. Yeah, because let's go even deeper. It's like in our lifetime, we've never got the experience our people running anything. Right. Locally, yeah, but that's localized power. Right, right, right. But it's like we should be striving to see us running nations. Create our own here. system. I'm not even talking about going back to Africa because our fight is here. Right. We're not going back over there. They got their own fight. I'll visit. 
they got their own fight though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it benefits us to fight here and they fight there because at right. the end of the day, when we really, really come together, like or when we when we do here, the whole world reacts to that. It shows you our power. Right. I just think we're we are not navigated in the right areas. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes. Right. Because uh, I love my people. And I know, like, yesterday, like, I want us to enjoy stuff like we did yesterday. And I, we deserve that. Yeah. You know, we really deserve a break. So I so I get why a lot of our people don't want to work certain jobs. Right. I asked us to do that. <laughs> why would we want to go work for pennies on a dollar? Right. You know what I'm saying? When we should have already been benefiting that. But we got to look around in a society and see that these other people are benefiting from it. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it sucks, but it's like, what do we do? You know? Well, I think one of the things we do is we create our own within the system. And that way the system can't benefit from what you got. Uh, that, that, for instance, like starting school, starting this school, we have a library in here and it allows our kids to read the books that, that they're trying to take out of the school system to not learn about your history of brown and black people. So that's my fight of the system. I, I'm not going to try to change the system. I can only change what I can control. So I'll create a school. I created this school, or we created this in order for we to, so for us to be able to feed our kids the education and the knowledge and the opportunity, trade skills that they would need. So if something happened, they know how to still survive. That's how you survive the system. But you can't survive the system if, you, if you're doing everything the system got you done. So let me ask you this, because... People be on TikTok. I think this just came up on like, I think like the Breakfast Club. They were talking about does systematic racism exist? Okay. I'm going to say yes. Mm-hmm. But I think when we constantly talk about these things, it's like we're letting these other people exist in our minds. Right. Because it's not like when we say it exists, it's not like we see, you know, somebody standing out in front of a building saying, you can't come in here and apply right, for this right, job. Right, right, right. Like, I get that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is nobody's stopping us. Right. So yeah, it exists and I acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And people may put in barriers, but like when we come together with our own power, nobody can really stop that. No. Yeah, but we should be on that. I wish somebody would try to stop it because all the time, <laughs> constantly, I see black people online. Well, if we do that, you know, these folks will come tear it down. Well, you should be wishing they would try at this point because it's like, are you hoping they come do it? Right. It's, like, it's almost like you manifest it for them to come do it. And when they do it, you just don't do nothing. You know, the part that I love about reading history mm-hmm. so I can learn from it, so I can try to put in preventive measures. Measures from so, repeating And if they do try to come tear down this, we're going to fight this time when we yeah. ain't backing down, you know? But part of that is like the, the programming. Mm-hmm. They, they, they only want, they see, they'll let us talk about Black Wall Street every day. Right. But, but they know the, the, what they did, how they bombed it, not just Tulsa. Right. Man, this happened everywhere. This was organized. This was really organized crime. Yep, it was multiple times. So when we think about this, they know that on one instance, we'll talk about building Black Wall Street, but on other instances, black folks that say, well, they just going to come tear it down. That's what they bank on because they know that's really the essence of black people's story right right now. The fear won't even allow you to even put a brick on the ground. We'll just be talking about not doing it. And here you, 30, 40 years later, you still complaining about the same stuff when we could have already built something. I think I, 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 uh, I, I see a lot of times that when we start talking about um, Black Wall Street, which I love Black Wall Street conversation. I just want to see it happening again and then and not. You know, 
it just gets to be repetitive. And then you'll start seeing social media and, and the, not just social media, you'll start seeing movies and stuff about Wall Street just pop up all of a sudden when you start seeing uh, black people, brown people trying to do something, you know, it's like, okay, now you want me to be fearful because like, you know what happened the last time? And so for me, even with, uh, with us doing the school, I just want to be able to uh, not sit here and talk about the same thing over and over. You know what I'm saying? They just, we, we talk about black Wall Street, talk about slavery. It's not that it didn't happen, but I just want to do something about it. Or when I'm reading the history, I know, okay, this time I'm going to teach people how to survive and what to do so you don't have to rely on anything or anybody. And the, it's like we talk about it, but like our mentality ain't the same as those people back. No, no, they looked at everybody like family. Yep, it wasn't no homeless people. Uh, I know, right? Yep. Nope. You know that's yep. that was your your uncle, your aunt, <laughs> you know, whatever you want to call it, your cousin. Right. Hypothetically, you know, like so you're gonna look out for them. And in the same sense is that the part because I'm from the area they talk about Black Wall Street, but they don't tell you that Black people rebuilt. A lot right. of that did get destroyed to later on during a lot of these other reconstructive eras. Oh, okay. then, it, then it fell apart mm-hmm. completely. Right. Because they were hoping they were going to get paid out money. You know, that's why there's a lot of stuff tied up in court. So it's like black people will say it, but then it's like they just bombed us and we just gave up. Right, right, right. My ancestors weren't no punks. <laughs> they had to get the military. They let you know what we was about back then. Yeah. We wasn't out here trying to harm people, but if you came messing with us, we were still in that type of time. Yeah. It's just like, we can't even get to that point. We won't even come together. To, which I say we do. It's just what I'm saying. I want people to not worry about the what ifs or right. deal with that later. Just start building. Or, or your favorite thing, which I'm not trying to uh, make your podcast go too long. But that whole thing about turn the other cheek. I'm all turned out. I'm not with the whole turn the other cheek type thing, you know. But I don't want to get you going because I know your podcast. I want to keep it long. Nah, it's, it's, it, this boils down <laughs> to nature. Right. Some people just going to do what they do because it's their nature. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you're right. You know, and, you know, a lion going to get up every day and go hunt that gazelle because it's, it's nature. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's some people's nature to always come after us because it's something that's inside of them, don't want to see us exist. Why is that? I can go deeper into that. But I, I think the, the writing's on the wall, you know. And, and you know what? It's the writing is in the books. If you read history, it'll tell you why. The books are out there to tell you why people do what they do or how they've done it. If you read history, read the books. Just read. Just pick up a book and read. I'm going to see it. The religion will tell you that. It sure does. God said he's a jealous God. Who's he jealous of? Other gods. To me, it looks like the same people that would have created it is jealous of a group of people. They would have had to create the God. I've always said when I seen the scripture that God is a jealous God, and that means to me you worshiping something else um, or believing in something else bigger than the person that is uh, that that you know to be the God within yourself. So for instance, if I'm for me, if I have to believe in somebody else other than myself to get there, I'm not going to make it. Well, let me ask you this. How can we put human characteristics on a God if it didn't come from a... I, I can tell you, I, I can tell you, I, and here's what I believe. In order for me to be created, I had to be created by some, a God bigger than me, something bigger than me in the own image. So that's how I think that I can um, 
to ask you a question, that's how I believe that I can, I, I was created by a God. That's why I'm a God myself. So yes, I can do. Well, some, all right. So what I'm saying is those characteristics of jealousy, envy, hate, destruction, those characteristics live in a certain group of people on this planet that don't live in us. So, so could that idea of that God not be ours is what I'm saying. Oh, most definitely. Cause I, cause I think there's different types of God. I think there's a God of hate. There's a God, anything. That, the only God that I know about is a God of love. And, and that, the God that that's in me that I think is part of my nature. Yeah, I th- now I will retaliate if you do something to me. I, I think the, the trigger word for people is God. Just the term God. I think it's more than one. Well, even if you look at... They don't know it's more than one. Well, this is when people even say God, and their, the thought in their mind can only make it to be human. Because that's the reason we've been... I don't know how they could be that crazy. Because we get an image of a man. Jesus, even though Jesus is not talking God. about that white man on the... But... You talking but, about that white guy that's like still thing? No matter what, when a black person thinks of God, most of them, an image of a white man going to always pop up in their head because that's programming. Now, I'm going to have to give you that. You're right. You're right. But so there's something wrong with that. So it's like our program resets us back to, even though even though we can know the history, it's, just, it's a certain reason for that. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell you about me, though, Ryan. And I was just, I learned this from you. I, I realized this from you that I was the same way. When I was a little boy, and I would think about God, I could never see God in the picture that I saw at somebody's house. I could never see God being like, I saw God to me when I was a little boy, and even still to this day, as, as a, and even not when they read and say his feet were like polished brass, and that's not what I see. When I, when I see God, I just see like an invisible spirit that I could see, but it doesn't have the image of, of a of a man that looks like somebody different from me. I mean, even when I was a little boy, I could never visualize that God that they on the front of those fans that they gave us. And like you said, you you called it rebellious, but I call it smart enough to know that I don't have to accept what you was feeding me. All right. So who were the first people on the planet? I believe it was black people. I mean, science would tell us that. Yeah. Anthropology would tell us that. But I believe that's what they told me. So what I'm saying is if God made man in his image, Mm-hmm. What would people be that come after us? They wouldn't go. <laughs> All right. So what I'm saying is, is when we read about God as a jealous God, but we've been enslaved by the same religion mm-hmm. that we practice, mm-hmm. who do we think that God is jealous of? Maybe the people that is keeping down. Maybe that's the real God someplace that lives inside of them. That's not right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. maybe what we thinking it's is a mystery, ain't a mystery. I think we're looking at it every day when we see each other. The right. presence of God is right here. So you know what? Okay, so I'm I'm so 100 percent with you on that. I think that uh people have been so accustomed to seeing what what society has taught them to see, to they cannot see, they can't see how blind they are. Yeah. To the power that they actually have. Because I think it's like almost like a form of like almost like abuse to t- to put a kid in church and then tell them God is a mystery. <laughs> well, because everything <laughs> they're gonna ever experience through the education system is gonna be white, and they're gonna and that whiteness is gonna be associated with God. So, but let me ask you this question: How do you deliver the message to say 
I need you to wake up. That's what you think you're seeing. It's not what you think you're seeing. Well, you can't really wake nobody up. Like, especially adults. I think what we would, like my son, mm. I tell him that he's God. But I tell him in a way of, like, personal development. Okay. Like, your mind is the most powerful thing on this planet. Yes, it is. So that would be God mm-hmm. because like creativity comes from a creator, mm-hmm. you know, that son will grow up one day to, to be able to have kids if he wants. Mm-hmm. That's creating. His mind can be able to just look around here. Mm-hmm. What black people have done. Well, we've that done. would be creating something that this, this right here is, Oh, I get where you're going. You know what I'm saying? This is an ongoing creation. So what I hear you saying, corporate America, y'all, I got that. So it's like, like we're right across the street from a church. And it's not like I grew up in a church. I used to play the drums in church. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we have to start trying to get back to like a basic psychology of our roots and then build from there. Mm -hmm. Because that's what really will define our culture. Because when we talk about our culture, yeah, we'll say things about our culture, what we mm-hmm. think is black culture, but culture is what educates you. But if our education is the same as our oppressors in the systems, whose culture is it? That's true. Because we're growing up going to the same, we may not say the same cause, but we're still getting the same education to go work where? In their world. We the haven't system. built a world. I want to be able to see, not it. I may not even see that in my lifetime, but mm-hmm. I want to be that one of those black men's putting a brick at the bottom of the pyramid. And maybe a uh, hundred generations, one of my great, great grandkids is putting the final piece on there. I think that's our ancestors thought of us. Okay. I ain't got to be there <clears throat> to see the final brick, but I know it's going to get done because I know in my child, I instilled that he know that he the God that he's looking for. It ain't no mystery. I'm going to be that. You know, right, right, and and I'm not gonna let anybody else tell me that I'm not. You know, because right. I'm here, I'm real. I'm telling you who I am. I ain't a mystery. So you right. gotta respect me, right, right. You know, yeah, but um, <clears throat> the the thing about that system, if I have a child and I'm and I'm, as long as I can teach my child like you like you're doing, you don't have to be a part of society and the system. You can be, uh, you are God within yourself to create. That's what we do, which is what God does. And so I'm, I'm so with you on that. And I, I, I just wish and hope that we putting down enough bricks that next people come behind us and do the same thing. I think a lot of us are doing our part, you know, and and obviously we're still going to ed- their education school. We're still, we're still going to their system, and doing all that. Like I said, it always boils down to. Understanding your environment, mm-hmm. you know, I can go into like we should be dealing with other nations of people through commerce. It should mm-hmm. be strictly business. Right. You know, um, we have a bit instead of going to work for their business, we should have our business and we do strictly business with them, right. not working for them. Right. Those are the things we should be doing. Right. You know, because that's how they deal with other nations, but they don't deal with us that way. You know, no, they just want us to come work for them. <laughs> you know, but we got all the power though. You know, it's just it's just things like that. You know, I ain't gonna dive too deep in that today. Hey, I'm on your I'm, I'm on your, I'm on your show. You know, so, 
you know, I appreciate you having me on here, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I just wanted to highlight some things, you know, we had going on here yeah. in Atlanta before I take back off to Oklahoma, where I'm from. Yeah, this man stuff just dropped through Atlanta at any given time, so I don't pay that. Like, he may be in Atlanta today, but chances are he could very well be in Atlanta again by Friday, so. I mean, I like it here. You know, I'm I'm an Okie for sure. I'm yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, shout Mitch. out to my people back there. I want y'all to make sure y'all go to Ryan's link tree and check out Kids Our Shelves Education Academy and support and donate, please. Please, please do. Yeah. So I'm going to leave y'all with that. You know, control your environment. Don't let your environment control you and stay dangerous. Peace. <laughs>